Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Yes, I just want everyone to know that you should enjoy Johnny Davis while you can, because he'll be gone. Enjoy him while you can. Rowdy, no kidding we're going to enjoy Johnny Davis while he can. The dude is an absolute baller. I do not need people on Twitter, in person, on Facebook, tweeting that, telling that, screaming that into the abyss. Every time he touches the ball and does something good, we get it. The guy's going to the NBA draft. He is a phenom. Johnny Davis last night, three days after dropping 37 points and 14 boards on number three, Purdue, goes and has 26 points, nine rebounds, and five assists against the Iowa Hawkeyes with a statement, a nice little alley-oop dunk from Jacoby Neath was pretty nice too. Rowdy, how about the Badgers? We almost had a Fran freak out after Brad Davison allegedly kicked his legs out, according to Fran. Fran went... Ape bleep ballistic. Should have been teed up. Wasn't. And then waited for the referees. His whole team at halftime went to the locker room. Fran McCaffrey waited for the refs to start walking back. And then he walked with them to give him a piece of his mind. And Greg Gard also stayed back to watch it all unfold before going back to his side of the locker room. But wow, what a win. 87-78 over the stupid Hawkeyes. Yeah, and how about uh, not only did... well. Johnny Davis go off again, but he actually got some help from the rest of the starters. Every starter, Rowdy, in double figures. How about that? Brad Davison looking pretty nice, too. Yeah, he really came on in the second half. Big time. Johnny Davis did a lot of his damage in the first. Uh, you know, was was more of a facilitator and and just overall do whatever you need to be done in the second half. But yeah, Brad Davison in the second half, nice. Steven Crowell putting some work on down low. That was nice to see. Tyler Wall, he was 6-7 for 16 points. That was cool. Chucky Hepburn, too. A little razzle-dazzle. That was a a fun little game to watch last night at the Kohl Center. And Jordan Bohannon, see you later, dude. Yeah, and Iowa wasn't a team that really had a huge dominant center. Like, Keegan Murray's their best player. He's more of like a stretch three power forward. How about Wisconsin dominating in the rebounding category? Oh, dude, they just annihilated them. And just just in general, they won by nine points. That game wasn't even that close. They were up no. by, what, 15 to 18 the majority of the second half? Did they, did they get up by 21 at one point? I, I know they crossed the 20 threshold. Yeah, but you know, for the whole time, Rowdy, it was like 15 to 18 points. Yeah, Iowa got hot with like the last two minutes when Bohannon was chucking threes. <laughs> yeah, Bohannon. They still lost by nine. Is, uh, Bohannon, that guy had something about him, Rowdy. Yeah, they still lost by nine, and you look at this game, right? It was Wisconsin just imposing their will again. They are a fun, exciting team to watch, and they know how to score the ball. It was – I don't even know how to explain this game last night besides it was just fun. Didn't you feel fu- have fun watching this game last night, Rowdy? So, uh, yes, of course. I've, uh, this whole season has been. Yeah. I mean, outside of the Ohio State – what was that Saturday morning game? Mm-hmm. Everything has been pretty fun to watch if you're a Badger basketball fan. 
But, I mean, you look at this Wisconsin Badgers team, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, those Bo Ryan teams that were just pretty good. They weren't great. They were pretty good, and they were like a round of 32, maybe a sweet 16 team. Sure. But there's one thing that this team has that those teams didn't have. Can I guess? Yeah. Does it, the first, is it two Is it two, two, uh, two words? Does the first one start with the J and the second one start with the D? Yeah, it was either Johnny Davis. Answers could have that I would have accepted Johnny Davis or lottery pick. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know it was a multiple choice. No, yeah, Johnny Davis, i.e. the lottery pick. You're totally right. This team has this X factor. Um, I guess you could argue and say the best player in the country. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. I don't think that's like it's one of those gritty teams where it's not like the best team in college basketball, but they're going to play hard. They'll make some shots. They'll do the little things right, like making free throws. Another nice thing to see this year, making free throws at a high clip. Now, well, last night, sixty nine percent last night. Yeah, it wasn't their best effort, but, but they had sixty nine percent. You could still nice. They had been shooting the ball pretty well from the free throw line going into that game, but yeah, they have Johnny Davis, a lottery pick that just puts them above and beyond where they would be without him. Yeah, he is. Wow, he is good. And I get it. Like everyone wants to like remind everyone that he's special and you need to uh, pay attention to him. We understand. So we talk about him every day. The dude is absolutely phenomenal. And another thing that that this team is really good at is now Stephen Crowell, we've talked about the big men kind of being a little soft, being a little thin. Mm -hmm. Now they're also pretty young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the COVID year affected people like Stephen Crowell, who wasn't able to get on campus and use the the weight room like they normally would have when he was a freshman. But, yeah, they're a little thinner. Not necessarily dominant rebounders, but the guards on this team – Rebound. Totally. Well, Crowell's putting some moves on last night, and Wall, you know, Wall's able to be a little tenacious. But, you know, and we were talking about this a little bit yesterday and watching Brad Davison's game and, you know, what he brings to the team now. Um, and you had brought it up a couple times, Rowdy, right? Like, he fully understands that it's Johnny Davis's team, per se. Like, Johnny Davis is the guy. Brad Davison is also, is also his team, too, but they coexist so well of knowing their role and how to operate with one another. I think Brad Davison has done such a good job at becoming this this I don't want to say second fiddle but that's kind of what it is like the the Robin to the Batman that is Johnny Davis and he he embraces it. Well, I think if you look go back and look at Brad Davison's entire career, remember he had to step in and play point guard with one shoulder as a true freshman. And eventually just no at, shoulders. Yeah, at the Big 10 level because they didn't really have a point guard and that class that was Kobe King it was Nate Reavers. Demetri Trice technically would have been a sophomore. Yeah. But all those guys outside of Trice really weren't ready to play. Except no. except for Brad Davison, who came in. Now that everyone did play because that was a Wisconsin team that yeah, everyone was injured that year. Was hurt, wasn't very good. But it's injuries after injuries. He was a guy that played a lot of different positions just coming in. He wasn't a point guard, he's more of a two guard. Forced into that role, he was the only guy that kind of, kind of could play multiple roles on that team. Yep. Demetric Trice was kind of the shooter that occasionally would pass. Nate Reavers, I mean, he was Nate. He would Reavers. just get body down low. Yeah. Kobe King was Kobe King. Never really reached what everyone thought he would be. Nope. But destined for Valparaiso. But you look at. Brad Davison, he was the guy that always did whatever he was asked. Yep. And now He's he might again. he might have had some of the some of the playing too hard, we'll say, issues when he was an underclassman, 
but the last couple of years you haven't seen any of that. Yeah, and look and at him now. Out of all of the guys that came back <clears throat> or that could have came back, Brad Davison is the one that made the most sense. And I'm glad and Brad he did. Davison was the best one to come back for this team. If any other of those I didn't guys, want any of those maybe, back. maybe a Micah Potter would have helped sure. just because of the thin, thin big men that they but outside have. Outside of that, none of, none of the other ones. Outside of that, none of the other ones would have brought this much to this team. And Brad, if anything, they probably would have made it worse. Yeah, I mean, Micah Potter would have been nice too, for sure, with some bodies down low. Um, you know, he's obviously an NBA guy. you got a 10-day contract with the Pistons. But you look at this team now, um, the big men are, you know, are finding their ways, and uh, you know that's going to be ha- happening, and in probably ups and downs this season. But Johnny Davis, man, that guy is can cover up a lot of warts and just be so good. And Brad Davison, who I think by all accounts wants to transition into coaching when he's done playing. I mean, look at what he's been able to do. Uh, just be a basketball mind, a facilitator. <clears throat> excuse me, and know just what's like what to do on the court. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And then Rowdy right here, uh, Wisconsin, and you know they eighty-seven to seventy-eight. Now it was a lot. The, definitely wasn't as close as it seemed. Wisconsin did lead by as many as twenty-three points, and Iowa didn't get the margin back into single digits until fifteen seconds remained in the game. It was wow, a, a nice little game, and I really, 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 really wanted that Fran freakout. We were so close to Fran McCaffrey losing it. And, man, his son, uh, what was it, Connor McCaffrey, that dude has never committed a foul. Just ask him. Because if you were to – he, he's got the little temper tantrum like his dad does. That dude's, like, unhinged. And then you go look at Jordan Bohannon. Are you going to miss Jordan Bohannon at all, Rowdy? No, and he didn't do anything until the last a minute. A couple of minutes, yeah. He was, what, oh, he was 0 for 1 shooting until, like, five minutes left in the game. Yeah, the last, the last two and a half minutes, Iowa outscored Wisconsin – 11 to 4. That was yeah. why it, it, why it got, got it to 9. Quote unquote close. And Wisconsin, as Rowdy and I predicted yesterday, did indeed cover the game, cover the spread. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by, what was it, three points, Rowdy? Yeah. Three. Wisconsin, they had they never lost control of that game. Even the final waning minutes, it was just like, okay, here's some pity buckets for you, Iowa. And so that's, I think so that's when Bohannon scored almost all of his points. Yeah. He had a couple of free throws before that. Outside of that, yeah, that's when he scored most but, of his points. Like going back to Brad Davison, how about his the newfound game that he's been playing with? Because a lot of the time we saw him on the perimeter, a guy Talk that mid range game. Yeah, the mid range fadeaway. Brad Davison got the mid mid range going, dude. I, I feel like every time he shoots it, it's a swish. It's because he, he, him and Johnny Davis are getting it going. Davis got that nice mid range too. Him and him and Brad Davison got the rock and sock connection. So. Um, Wisconsin, no no signs of letdown last night after taking down Purdue. Um, just looked great. Uh, this is Wisconsin is off to its fastest start since 2016-17 season when they won 13 of their first 15 games. And Wisconsin's definitely going to be uh, moving up in the AP Top 25 here. Um, what are they, 23 right now? So we'll see what happens when the new uh, poll is released on Monday, but before that, Rowdy, we got the Maryland Terrapins. Wisconsin going to Maryland. Yeah, six thirty start time. Yeah, on Sunday, six thirty. Was hoping for like an afternoon. I know. I like the afternoon Sunday games because now it's cutting into some uh, some football time. That's fine. That's okay. So Packers will be done by then. Packers start at noon against the Lions on Sunday. But yeah, the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, let's see here. They're zero and three in Big Ten play. Yeah, they were. They were the team that six overall. They ended up, remember, coming to an agreement with their head coach while it was still non-conference season. 
oh, to yeah. resign yeah. 10 games in. Yeah. They lost to Illinois last night, by the way. Yeah. They lost to, I think it was, was it Minnesota earlier this year too? Uh, let me go check really quick. You would be, they lost to Iowa. They lost to Illinois. And I'm, I'm looking. They, no, never mind. I was thinking of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. <clears throat> okay, I'm looking here. Maryland lost to Virginia Tech. They lost to George Mason. They lost to Louisville, and they lost to Vatek. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the maroon team I was thinking of. There you go. So yeah, Maryland's not you know the greatest of teams, and Wisconsin pretty damn good. Uh, our guy True Advisor on Twitch. Good morning, my brother. Says if anyone watched that game, Wisconsin owned it the whole way. Davis is bring everybody up kind of guy. And wasn't Wisconsin picked to finish dead last or close to it in the Big Ten? Uh, the consensus was that finished tenth in the Big Ten, and the highest was eighth or seventh. 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 Wisconsin lowest was twelfth. <laughs> bottom of the Big Ten right now: Nebraska, no surprise, at zero and four in conference play. Then Maryland, then Iowa, then Michigan, then Northwestern, Minnesota, Purdue, Penn State. Yada yada yada. Wisconsin third right now, tied with Ohio State at three and one. Michigan State and Illinois sit supreme, sit atop at four and zero. Oh. Yeah, this team is fun. It's such a breath of fresh air. Johnny Davis is crazy good, and Brad Davison has been able to find out a new role niche, as we, like you suggested a little bit ago, Rowdy. What he's been able to do kind of all year or all career with Wisconsin. And then you got this um these big guys finding their way and the bench. Um I think it was jo- John Rothstein who was tweeting about Brad Davison last night. Basically, he would always tweet out Brad Davison glue guy. Yeah. And he quoted the tweet Brad Davison glue guy and said Brad Davison no longer a glue guy. <laughs> he is one of the guys. Oh, uh, Brad Davison's got that ability to like do everything. He is I'm glad he came back. I know a lot of people were Remember a lot of people are hacked off about Brad Davison coming back. I'm like, why? If if all the people you want, you know, either Micah Potter or Brad Davison, I'm I'm so glad Brad Davison did. I was I was ready for everyone else to be gone. Brad Davison is everything you want and more in a in a player. Yeah, and if we would go back like a year or two, and we were looking at the group that they had and talking about the potential and the talent that they had, and all of them being upperclassmen, yeah. or even about probably halfway through last year before they really started to struggle. We all were talking about that entire team coming back. You would never get to see Hepburn play. No. You'd probably never get to see Crowell play. Johnny Davis would probably still even be limited. And you'd have to sit around just being like, oh, my God, I got to watch the Badgers again. Or even just some of the younger guys that have come in and played right away, like Bowman. Yeah, Lauren Bowman's looking nice, you know, dealing with some sickness and then last year or whatever, but... Um, I thought Neath looked good in flashes, Rowdy. I think you're not sold yet, but I thought Neath looked good in flashes. All right, so when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers actually in practice yesterday. First time he had practiced on a Thursday in quite some time. Now, after the Vikings game, he did suggest that his toe, his fractured pinky toe, doing a lot better uh, than before. So Rodgers boys um, practicing on Thursday, yesterday, Probably practice today because he's been practicing uh, every Friday leading up to the games, just like the kind of walkthroughs. And then that's got to bode very well for success come playoff time when it comes to, you know, the health of this team. And you have David Bakhtiari, who was back at practice earlier this week. He did not practice again yesterday, but Matt LaFleur, the head coach, was saying, don't freak out about it. It's just a little off day. 
and then we're still waiting on the likes of Jair Alexander to get out of COVID protocols. Uh, you got to hear what happens with Billy Turner, and then I guess Dennis Kelly is closer to being back. Can you really even say this about any other team, that they're getting healthier as the playoffs? I think Darius Smith is done, by the way. I don't think we're yeah, going to be seeing him. No, I don't think so either. Is there any other team that can be saying they're getting healthier as the playoffs come about? First off, no. what a weird year for Zadarius Smith. I know. Remember at the beginning of the year, there were the rumors that he wanted a new contract and he wanted out because of the house on the market and yep. all that other stuff? He's like, I'm, ju- I'm just selling my house because the market's so good. It's like, well, then you got to buy in it. Yeah, right? then randomly, like right before the first game, he had the back injury. Yep. And then it was like, oh, but I can still play. And I'm going to go play. And, he and then he 18 snaps. Yeah, didn't play very much. Then decides to, you know, sit out with the back injury for a few weeks. Then it was all of a sudden, oh, I actually need back surgery. Yep. And then the weird Instagram post. Of, Where it sounds like. Uh, that was like a month ago now. Yeah, that was when you were gone. RJ and I broke it on air. Zadari Smith even called into the show and said, I'm back. Yeah. And then hung up. Yeah. I had to take the promo out of uh, out of uh, rotation yesterday because I don't think he's back. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm just going to. Yeah, that card. to Delete. the Instagram <laughs> post to being like, oh, it looks like he's going to be back. And then didn't he go back to practice or maybe yeah, I'm misremembering? He no, he was like at practice for a bit. I don't think he was like fully padded, but he was like doing little things on the side. Yeah, on the side. And then all of a sudden he disappeared again. Yeah. Where the hell is he? I don't know. It's so weird. So Zadarius Smith not there, but uh, Billy Turner looking like he's going to turn a corner. You got Dennis Kelly kind of coming back to practice here. Um when it comes to some of the other guys, I'm not sure. I know Jair Alexander was in is in COVID protocols. Yeah, because so. he was the one that was already activated yes. and then went got COVID. So, so that that looks like a for sure Jair Alexander is back. That oh yeah, definitely. So you look at this team in the final playoff. Well, that's not a playoff push. They're already the number one seed. There's nothing they can do that's going to affect them. But you look at a team; they're getting healthier as the playoffs near. And I don't know if you can really say that about any other team. Maybe the 49ers at one point. But now, Rowdy, the Niners are kind of tanking out, aren't they? Jimmy G's got the bad thumb. Yeah. Jimmy G. And we can play the Rams on Sunday. By all observation of Trey Lance, he might have some upside in the future. But right now, Jimmy G yeah. healthy is your best option. Yeah. Um, looking at this, uh, there's still a couple teams that can um, get themselves into if the If the playoffs. Packers can get back Jair Alexander, which sounds like thumbs up, and they can get back just David Bakhtiari... That's a huge boost. Big time. Just because David Yitch. Bakhtiari is a top five left tackle, and it allows you to continue to have more depth at the offensive line position and move guys around to where you want them. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you'd love to have Oh, your and by the way, Josh Myers back, was back but... at practice on Wednesday, too. Josh Myers was, Myers was there. I'm sorry. I don't think I said that. So, yeah, look at this team. I mean, you got a team. Now, Rowdy, you would. So, Bakhtiari and Myers also went through individual drills with the offensive linemen. Uh, but you had said, Rowdy, you know, people are talking about, well, Bakhtiari hasn't really done much since he tore his ACL uh, the final uh, day of 2020, for December 31st. It's now 2022, and Bakhtiari still is not playing in the game. And you had, had listeners had called in wondering, well, doesn't he need to be, like, kicking some, some rust off here and playing in the regular season? Do you have any qualms about, you know, him not playing against the Lions and then being activated and ready no, to go No, and for I the said playoffs? this earlier in the year. When you're that good – it's almost like Aaron Rodgers not practicing. When you're that good at the NFL level, you're a top five left tackle. I feel like you just need to be healthy. You'll go out there. Might You might look a little rusty for a first few plays or a couple drives, but after that, I feel like you'll be fine. I just feel like you look at David Bakhtiari, it really hasn't been reported on too much, but he definitely had to have a setback. We're oh, talking yeah, like for sure. he hasn't played in over a year now because like you just said, the last time that he was in the practice 
going hard as as with nothing uh, going on with his knee was New Year's Eve. Yep. It, we're in January of 2022 now. We're talking about an injury that was over a year ago. And normally for NFL athletes, for most, even most people, it's nine months to recover from this. We're, we're talking about it's over, yeah, unless you're AP and it's seven. We're talking about, we're at month, we're going on month 13. Mm. Some, something's wrong. We know he got his knee scoped. Is the number normally, 13 lucky or unlucky in your guys' opinion? Unlucky. Unlucky. My stepdad abides by it. Lucky. But yes, Roddy, you got his knee sculpt. Yeah, and obviously that not necessarily means it's a setback just because it could be cleaning out some stuff. And that, that's not something that's going to keep you out very long. But the fact that he's practicing off and on, I don't have a good feeling about it. I got it. Well, I got a LaFleur on the podium yesterday saying, like, he was already going to have this day off. Don't freak out about it. Like, he was at practice. We're going to get him back. He was non committal on him playing. On Sunday, though, but yes, to Rowdy's point, who he said a couple, what he said a couple times was, I have no doubt that David Bakhtiari could be able to step in and still be a a solid participant on that line to protect Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, if he's if he's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the caveat: if he's healthy. All right. So, boys, uh, Uncle Dave coming up with a little sports gambling. Just getting with Mr. any Esler. one of those three guys back and Bakhtiari, Myers, or Turner is going to improve that offensive line because you can switch guys around because we've seen a lot of the versatility. Lucas Patrick, he can play center and guard. You have uh, Runyon, who they believe could also play center and guard. And I, I believe they think that a couple of their tackles can also play left or right tackle. So, I mean, just getting any of them back improves your line, and then you can flip people wherever you want or wherever they're best suited. But more of you revealed with David Bakhtiari. As it always is, Rowdy. The revealing process has to play out. More has to be revealed. Always. But they are running out of time. Also correct. <laughs> also correct. The clock I feel is like ticking. We've been talking about this for a month. Stay, they keep, stay tuned, have fun. They keep teasing us. You know what they say, Rowdy. It's better to be lucky than unlucky, you know? And then Billy Zane said it in Titanic. Real men make their own luck. And I welcome in a real man himself. All the way from sunny Florida. Our guy Dave Essler. Uncle Dave. Dave, good morning. Good morning, my friend. Is it true that real men is it true that real men make their own luck, Dave? Well, I don't know about that. I was talking to Rowdy up there and I told him what I had last night for my biggest, most confident bet. And yeah, there was I guess a little bit of good fortune involved. Actually, at the New York Knicks, getting a point and a half at home against the Celtics. And the Knicks were down by 25 points. I'm on almost four touchdowns. Mm. And they, they, came, they came back to win on a three at the buzzer. Not only a three, Dave, but a bank three. Woof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the thing is, though, that when you're running hot, all those things happen to you. And when you're running cold, you're on the other side of all those things. And and, well, uh, Dave, I have a question for you, Dave. I mean, you're in Florida, right? I, I don't know. What's the temperature down there right now? You're running hot down there, aren't you? Uh, by your standards, yes. Well, it's negative seven right now in Madison, Wisconsin. Ew. So it's cold, right? But Rowdy over here is running hot in the Razor's Edge. He's, what are you, like 11 and three? Yeah, we did. Well, obviously, the last couple of weeks, we uh, had short weeks, so we gave out multiple. But yeah, I think over that time, we are 10 and two. Yeah. Uh, he's crushing it, Dave, and sounds like you're crushing it as well. Uh, hats off to both of you, gentlemen. Well done. Well, well done. for him, at least money in the bank, 
has a couple different meanings. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, what is it? What What does it mean for you? Um, for me, since I didn't have the Knicks last night, it's just whatever piddly money I have in the bank. Piddly money, Dave. Well, you, know, you have you big. Can, you have big I'm, bank. Rowdy's got little bank right now. We We, we won't talk about that on the air. So okay. Yeah, it's all jelly beans. By I, the way, I need you. I need you to have a job Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we refer to money, we're talking about jelly beans. We only gamble jelly beans around here. Hey, Dave. Uh, so, yes, sir. Are you staying? Are you getting your nose clean on Twitter still? You still getting into some fights over there? Are you good? What's going on? I've Catch been pretty out. good about it lately. Um, I've been tempted, but <laughs> I've decided to. Um, it's not really a New Year's resolution. It's just. Um, oh, how was your New Year's? Do you have a resolution? No, I don't make. Well, you know, that's one thing that I always. Got pissed off at people for. I mean, oh, I'm going to get I'm going to the gym. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm not going to swear anymore. Well, why? Why January first? What? What? You know, yeah, were, you, were, you less, were you less of a dick in August? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like like here in Madison, we're still under a. I mean, we'll be under a mask mandate for forever. But initially, like we're going to start a mask mandate on January. 12th at 5 p.m. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, well, why didn't you just start it right now if that's the case? You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, I, does, it not, does COVID not come out until the, you know, yeah, at 5 p.m.? Like, just, I don't get it. Start, just start practicing now. It's just, uh, yeah. So what do you, what, yeah. Oh, um, sorry. Anyways, Dave, yeah, uh, gambling. Hey, yeah. Uh, Rowdy at 6.50 today took your team, the New England Patriots, six and a half, right, Rowdy? Yeah, that's what we had on our book. Do you uh, give it your uh, the Dave Essler blessing? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no just because oh. I like I like to argue. Oh, okay. Well, argue then. Um, um, I would have taken Miami at plus seven, or I would have taken New England at minus three and a half. Uh, but you know, the, the deal is New England always struggles in Miami, and I, you know, even with Brady there for all those years, their record in Miami is not very good. Um, I know Miami has nothing to play for, but you know, I don't think Brian Flores will let them take a day off. Um, and I don't think New England really has the offense to get margin. So uh, if you let me use Rowdy's money, I would take the Dolphins. Well, you have Big Bank. He's got Little Bank. I'm sorry, Big Jelly Beans, and he has Little Jelly Beans. Dave, I have to ask you, though, when it comes to, you know, you said you don't think you let him take a, a, a weekend off, a Sunday off. When you look at these games, though, especially with the final regular season uh, games, as a better with Jelly Beans, how do you, how do you go about putting good information and advice or talking yourself into these bets when some teams don't have anything to play for other teams, like maybe you're just rolling some guys out there and don't care. Like, how do you, how do you go about trying to make money in this week of the NFL? Well, that's a really good question. Um, Thank you. um, And, and, and I have not bet one game this weekend because you just don't know. You're right. And you, you run the risk of getting a crappy line, you know, I mean, like, it's like your Packers. It's like, okay, it's, is 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 Rogers at all going to play a quarter, a half? You know, is he going to come out for the second half, like maybe the last preseason game, or are they going to get up by a, a ton early and just say that's enough of that? I mean, you just don't know mm-hmm. unless you're you're Matt Lafleur, and uh, he wouldn't tell me last night. So I'm going to kind of go <laughs> with one thing that I do know, like player props this week are are kind of big. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, like Rogers has, you know, for example, bonuses um, for finishing like top three in passer rating, interceptions, completion percentage, and I think he's like fourth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, TD passes, I think he's tied for third. So, you know, those are things that I think maybe 
uh, he and our coach would want to get. Now, I know for him, 100 grand is, is crap, but, you know, a guy like Stephon Diggs for the Bills, um, he gets an extra million five. Um, that is like real money. Yeah. Um, if he gets, I think, uh, 100 receptions for the season, I think he's got 94 right now. Oh. So I would, I would look for Diggs props over, and um, I think he's, I think he's about 11, about maybe, maybe 1100 yards short of the receiving yards total there. Um, look at you! you know, Gronk, your, you got your head on a swivel, Uncle Dave. I don't know. Um, so the, you know, there's quite a few of those. Gronk needs, I think, six catches or seven catches for uh, like a half a million dollar bonus. Um, you know, there's a bunch of those. AJ Green, I think he gets another 250k, which you know, basically that's that's a down payment on their mother's house. But you know, it's 250k uh, if he gets. I think he needs 10 catches, but uh, and 75 yards, but that's a that's a possibility for the for the Cardinals because it, mm-hmm. there, it's a must-win chance, and they have no DeAndre Hopkins. So I mean, who else are they going to throw to? Yeah. I mean, those are those are the kind of things I'm looking for now. Unfortunately, a lot of the books know that too, and there aren't a lot of those up yet. Um, they'll probably come out today, sure. and they'll move. You know, they'll move fairly quickly because I'm not the only guy that knows that. Well, you're but, a line um, mover, Dave. You know that. Uh, sometimes you're right, but um, and the same. I'm going to look at the the the, the Alabama Georgia game the same way. I mean, there's. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, yeah, well, you know how would you skin this cat? Um, Georgia, two and, take, a half, two and a half favorites. I'd probably, I'd probably take the under. 52? It's 52 and a half. Okay, ooh, 52 and a half. The under? My man, now see, you're like a freaking walking encyclopedia of gambling uh, jelly beans, Dave. I freaking love it, man. So I love you, you, well, you and Rowdy uh, but, but, but I'll also bet some props in there, too, because... I mean that's that's a game like the Super Bowl that is a really efficient and very liquid market. So, you know, you can't really it's hard to get a read on where the sharp money is. But, you know, I actually made two bets in that and I'll tell you what they are. Oh, please. Um unless you cut me off. Uh, Dave, I would never cut you off. Well, I come on and just go for it. I'm kinda of like Bakhtari. I don't need to practice. Um You've been listening. Shame. I appreciate that. Um Brock Bowers over four and a half receptions. Um, the Georgia slash, tight end slash wide receiver. Um, I mean, they couldn't stop him in the SEC Champions game when they when they knew he was going to be their only target. Yeah. Um, I like Shane Bolden for Alabama over three and a half receptions. Um, you know they have they have no Mechie, Obviously, um, I don't think Georgia is going to give up the deep ball. So I, I you know I think the slow white guy, the possession guy, like Bolden, is going to get a lot of targets. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, you know, Dave thank you for these nuggets. Hey, I have to ask you, my man, uh, Dave underscore Essler, by the way, on Twitter, must follow. I love the videos. We got to send you like those. No, we, remember we, we had, had that bet. bet. What was the bet again? But Damn this it, is the I thing. Forgot. I had Wisconsin at minus six. The line that day was seven, seven and a half because we gave it out a yeah, day or two early. Yeah. What do we do there then? Because technically, if you if you had it under seven, you won. So what are we doing this? Just a new bet, maybe. Dave, remember we were supposed to send you a hat or something? My short-term memory struggles sometimes with BT Dubs. I actually got a lot of hats in the last couple of weeks from people. <laughs> I, I'm not really getting endorsement money for it, but it is kind of fun. Well, I just want to send you like a. I want to send you a. Who's the? Who's the Twitter? Who's the person that Dave got? Oh, Aaron Dolan. Yeah, I'm gonna send you an Aaron Dolan embroidered hat. It says Aaron Dolan brand. I don't want you to wear it. No, yeah, then, then I'm afraid I will get in trouble on Twitter. <laughs> hey, Dave, when it comes to uh, people in um, the media that kind of seem like idiots, um, you know, maybe, maybe in your case, Aaron Dolan. In another case, we got a guy saying that he doesn't want to vote for Aaron Rodgers for the MVP because he's a jerk. 
what do you think of the MVP when it comes to gambling? Do you think Rodgers is the, uh, I mean, obviously he's the favorite. Is he going to win it despite some of the chagrin of some of these media members that don't want to vote for him because they don't like him? Um, I don't know the answer to that question. He might, but I think it's just going to, it's really going to, I mean, statistically should he probably, mm-hmm. but, you know, you have to look at um, other sports and that has hurt people. Um, you know, baseball, I mean, you know, did you, did you do steroids? Um, you know, are you, uh, are you, well, here's the, to, see, they injected themselves, to, Dave, they injected themselves with stuff. Aaron Rodgers said, I don't want to inject myself. So there's the difference. Oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, should he? Yes. Will he? Um, All right, let me ask you know. this then. Dave Esler is granted the vote for MVP. Pardon? Would he cast it for Aaron Rodgers? I have to think about that. Well, think quick. Um, no. David! <laughs> Who are you voting for then? Wait, you, you're not um, a huge fan of Tom Brady anymore since he left. Yeah, so Tom I don't Brady think left you. vote for the guy that's currently in second. Oh, I would not vote for Brady. What, J- Jonathan Taylor? Um, maybe. You, yeah, don't I mean, you be coy with me, Esler. So when do you I take? Mean, when do you back away from a strong take? But I don't have a strong pick. Unbelievable. Um, you know what? I'm taking your vote. Just like help argue your vote. I'm I, taking your I, vote I, away. I, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that likes to hold it against people for being um, not necessarily user friendly. <laughs> I guess you haven't banned you know? or uh, blocked by a lot of people on Twitter. I get it. I mean, I mean, if you look at the odds, I mean, it's Rogers to lose. Minus three seventy five in a lot of places, and so you just want to be a contrarian because he's the favorite. Well, pretty much, yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, and you know why? Why would I take Rogers right now at minus three seventy five when I probably could have had him in? in Hang on. In, in August at at, at plus twenty five hundred when nobody thought he was going to play for the Packers. I wasn't well, asking. I, I wasn't asking if you'd bet on it, Dave. I said I'm giving you a vote for the AP. Who would you vote for? Not bet on. I'll take Jonathan Taylor only because the Packers might do okay without Rodgers. The Colts would suck without Taylor. I wish there was more time, Dave. And I hope we don't I, see I, what they look I, like without Rodgers. So us. do I. So <laughs> do I. Then we, can, then we can talk about Dak Prescott and Josh Allen and Cooper Cup. And well, we, well it was the most. Um, I, I, look, I vote for guys that I like, okay? I don't care how good they are. <laughs> okay, at least, Okay, there you go. At least you're honest. I appreciate that. Now, we yesterday, Rowdy and I were making odds because uh, Rogers suggested to this Hub Arkish guy to have the a new award, and maybe you could set a line on it, Dave, the Most Valuable Vaccinated Player Award, the MVVP. Rowdy and I listed the players who wouldn't be eligible for it, so maybe you could have a line on this as Rogers suggested a new award. How about that? Maybe it's, maybe something for the future file for you. Yeah, I'm all for it, and I would most certainly start that that poll on Twitter. Um, I have enough. I have I have enough followers that it might be relevant. Yeah, the MVVP. Um, yeah, but you know the problem with that is I'd probably lose forty percent of my followers. That's fine. I did, I joked no, yesterday. No, saying, no, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, I get yeah. Well. I'll still follow you, Dave. How about that? That's all that matters. Fair right? And Rowdy and I, will, Rowdy and I will still follow you. Okay. I could create a ghost account, but a burner. Well, I, could... I have two burners. You need one. <laughs> I know. I need more than two. I should. I should make one because I'm. I guess yeah. he brought up. He brought up Mrs. Dolan again. <laughs> all right. Here's your assignment: uh, to go reconsider voting for Rogers for MVP if you had a hypothetical vote, and B, make a burner account. Okay, Dave. 
I can't make a very archive. Well, I already got a name for you. I can, I can, I can see her tweets, and you know, it's. It's like I'm really proud of my 17-year-old brother for winning his fantasy league. Yes, that is that is meaty content, I must say. <laughs> meaty content. Dave, I already got some names lined up in my head. I mean, we could have a, a funny name, or we could just go with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Dave, we'll get you a burner account, okay, buddy? All right. All right. Dave, you're I'll the let, man. I'll, 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 I'll let my people handle that. You guys take care of that. All right, uh, Dave, and I'll let my people let Aaron Dolan know you said hello, okay? We love you, Dave. Have yeah. a good weekend. <laughs> You too, guys. Thanks. <laughs> we'll talk to our Twitter people. Yeah, we'll talk to the Twitter people. My burner account will wish her uh, hello. Good greetings. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. So the Detroit Lions, kind of a covering machine, right, Rowdy? Yeah, they've been really good against the spread this year, but... uh... Haven't won a ton of games. I did send you that tweet have not. about teams where if oh, their yeah. one score games had went the other way, find that tweet what again. their final record would be. Me, I mean, I the Detroit Lions were still seven, eight, and one. Seven, eight, and one. Yes, if every single uh, single possession game went the other way, they would be seven, eight, and one. Uh, let me play something quick. I wanted this job bad. Because I felt like I knew this community. I played here. All right. Here's what I know. Just as an overall philosophy, you're going to say, well, what's this team going to be? What's it not going to be? Here's what I know. All right. I know that Detroit's made up of great people, some really good people. All right. This community is strong. This place has been kicked. It's been battered. It's been bruised. And I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't. That, uh, none of that matters. And you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit. So excuse my language. All right. Here's what I do know. This team is going to take on the identity of this city. The city's been down and it found a way to get up. All right. It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. All right. And so this team's going to be built on, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. Well, I, you're not the last one. St- you're, the, so, you're kind of one of the first ones to be down, actually. I, I, like, the, I like Dan Campbell and what he said, but apparently the fourth and the fifth shot came and they never got back up. During the season, there was like a lot of, you know, NFL Twitter experts that were talking about Dan Campbell and his – you know, lack of prowess when it comes to X's and O's. They play for I that guy. Yeah, I don't think you've seen enough of Dan Campbell with like a good team yep. to know what, exactly what his X's and O's are compared to like a a Bill Belichick or a Matt Lafleur. He obviously isn't working with the same caliber of players. But there's one thing that you can say about Dan Campbell that I think's a big positive. A lot of guys would want to play for a guy from that sound clip. Even as funny as it was. He's a motivator. Oh, totally. Guys want to play for him. I mean, they're in all. The, they're in a lot of their games. Obviously, um, I got to see what they are. ATF. There's the Lions. What are they, Rowdy? 
Ten and six. Ten and six against ATS the spread. Two thirteen and one. Good overall. teams. Good teams win and great teams cover. Except for if you look at who's better than them. Packers twelve and four. The Packers are twelve and four ATS. My God. So the Detroit Lions are set being two thirteen and one. I a lot of people think that this game is going to be a blowout that I've been talking with on Sunday. I don't think so. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. You, I think you're going to see a lot of Jordan Love. Uh, at the end here. Let's and go I, back to week two. I think two. it's going to be a close game. Let's go back to week two. Remember week two? The Packers are just coming off getting blown out by the New Orleans Saints in basically a neutral site game in, in Florida against the Saints. And it, it wasn't close. Offense looked terrible. Defense looked terrible. And then they got the Detroit Lions and at Lambeau. And, and in the first them. half, the Lions were controlling that game. And I was personally thinking to myself around halftime, oh my goodness, am I going to have to go on air tomorrow and call for uh, Joe Barry's job? Well, at halftime, it was 17 to 14 Lions. That's what I'm saying. And then came out the murder. Because they the went murderers right, came Remember, out. they went right down the field on their first two possessions mm-hmm. and scored touchdowns. Like, like, like is Joe Barry going to have these walking papers immediately? They were controlling the game in the first half, and literally, I was sitting there on my couch going, oh my God, I'm going to have to call for Joe Barry's job tomorrow. And then what happened in the second half, Rowdy? Well, the defense looked better. Offense came alive. They came back, got the win. Same old Lions take the loss. Yeah, the defense uh, gave up zero points in the third, zero points in the fourth, and then the offense went out and said, you know what, let's hang another 21 and on a 35-17 win. You would say that the defense has looked pretty good since then. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the funniest thing was, while I was sitting there, you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about your comment where you go, you know, it's it's Packer fans and cheeseheads. The cheeseheads want everyone fired right away. And yes. I'm sitting there going, am I a cheesehead? I'm turning. I, I might have to be a cheesehead tomorrow. I can't see this. I can't see this defense anymore. Yeah, uh, death taxes and the Packer fans want, or cheeseheads want the, a DC fired. Or someone fired. And Joe Barry had in the crosshairs from the first game of the season against the Saints in Jacksonville to the first half against the Lions. And then they pitched a shutout, and then they've looked pretty damn good ever since. I bet if you were to poll, though, Packer fans, everyone, just in general, at halftime, especially knowing with <laughs> Joe Barry and, and Joe Barry's, um, I guess you would say, experience and other places being defensive coordinator, like <laughs> Washington, Detroit. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of good numbers from his past. I bet if you polled everyone at halftime, I think everyone, 99.99% oh, yeah. of people would have said, You're fired. fired. You're fired. They would have They would have went through a rowdy. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. But now you look at them and say, hey, we're glad you're hired. And think about that. At that time, the defense was basically 100% healthy. Jair Alexander wasn't hurt yet. Say, uh, Darius Smith played in the first game. And yeah. they still look that bad. Yep. And now you look at them, the Packers are the best team in the NFL. Could have the coach of the year, should have the MVP, could have the GM of the year. And you look at it, uh, they're the odds-on favorite for the Super Bowl, or the Chiefs overtake that? I believe the Packers might be the favorite now. Well, I take that back. I think Vegas has them slotted at second, mm-hmm. or at least tied for second, but computer models are saying Skynet that the Packers are the favorite chiefs are second. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So this lions team though, Rowdy back full circle here. I mean, I like Dan Campbell. He's I mean, the press conference immediately won me over. Like this guy is very entertaining. Uh, it's like a player's coach. And then he had no problems calling out players after losses. Like he called out Jared Goff one time, called a couple other guys. He's like, you know what? They got to play better. And they definitely play for their team, man. 
They definitely played for their team. I just think it's going to be a closer game than people think at Ford Field on Sunday. I, I still think Packers win. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect the Packers. But, yeah, it'll be close. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, boys. What's good? What's good? Happy Fish Fry Friday. My man, Chad. Yeah, happy Fish Fry Friday, my friend. What's uh, what's on the docket for the night? Where are we going? I'm thinking I'm going to take the kids, the fans, since we're all completely recovered from the Rona. I think I might take them at the fifth quarter in, in good old Verona. I think that's what we'll probably do. That's the home base, yeah, the stomping grounds? Yeah, pretty close, besides besides Quivies, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. But I, I wanted to run something past Rowdy. So the uh, lady friend, as you know, she's in the cheese industry, so she has all these shows all over the country she goes to, so I try and tag along. Well, apparently she has a show coming up in Vegas, and it's the weekend of the Pro Bowl. Oh. So my question to Rowdy is, is what kind of action does the Pro Bowl actually get? <laughs> I've never, ever You're asking watched the wrong one. guy. <laughs> it needs to be eliminated as an event entirely. That's where Rowdy I mean, and I both stand. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but there's got to be something else going on out there that I can glom on to, uh, perhaps in the sports book. So I'll leave that to Rowdy to, to inform me. First off, Chad, I'm going to say this. I don't even remember the last time I really watched a Pro Bowl. I would rather see them do all the skill events. I think that's more entertaining. And, right. you know, being a potentially more of a degenerate, betting on, <laughs> you know, women's <laughs> college basketball, knowing nothing about it a couple times, or some WNBA and what other, some random sports like one time it was like you're european not a hockey you're not a degenerate every once in a while you'll dip a toe into that i still won't even i won't even look at anything for the pro bowl all right well then i'll, I'll be wait, i'll be waiting for you to let me know i mean besides college basketball obviously that's going to be going on at the time but it's just unfortunate because i think i'm going to be there in between the championship games man. and the super bowl man so i just just missed it so you could get i guess uh, some some NBA. Yeah, NBA college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. tough, though. Uh, all right, boys. Well, enjoy your fish in your old fashioned. You too, my man. See you, Chad. Later. Good, see you, buddy. Good stuff there. Well, I think the other thing that's that's kind of cool about the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell, we've talked about how a lot of players want to play for a guy like that. Like, he motivates you. But I think when you look at his coaching staff, it's a lot of guys that played in the NFL. Yeah, guys that you would you would think that a lot of the players would have respect for, like Deuce Staley. I mean, he was a good running back back in the day. Yeah, for sure. They have Anthony Lynn, who was a head coach for the Chargers. Like they have a lot of guys that have been either players or have been big time coaches at at positions in the NFL. Like they have a lot of, I guess you would say, clout. Got to have the clout, Rowdy. In, that goes a long ways in a locker room. Yeah, on their resume, they they are guys that actually like been there, done that. Yeah, known, yeah. and I think a lot of players would respect that and want to play for guys like that. Totally, they just don't have the players that can actually win many games. Also, you know, it's Detroit. I do. I, I'm a big believer, and there's certain areas, you know, like the Bermuda Triangle, or planes, ships, etc., just get lost forever. There's got to be a version of the Bermuda Triangle in Detroit when it comes to winning football games. Like, it, the mentality just gets lost. You fly in or you, you get residency there, and all of a sudden your ability and desire to win just dissipates. I don't, it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Same goes for, like, Cleveland. It's just gone. Yeah? No, I just remember thinking back, like, what was that, three years ago now? Three, three and a half years ago, where... 
we would have callers call in and talk about the mistake by the lake. Yes. <laughs> the factory of sadness. The mistake by the lake. And every year, like Browns, for example, this is our year. We're going to do it. And then they miss the playoffs. And now Baker, did you hear Baker Mayfield real quick say that if play calling doesn't change, he wants out? It's like, hey, Baker, I don't think it's just the play calling. Oh, I think it's you. He Did you see his tweet? He quoted that tweet. Oh, did he? Yeah. No, he I didn't quoted that it. tweet and basically said fake news. This is all for clicks. <laughs> the service rep makes the customer feel at home. You see, she wants to be sure the customer gets complete telephone service. For the next quarterback. Okay, I'm going to answer the Mike Clements, Tim Boyle question. If Tom could keep the sound down. Uh, I love Tim. Tim was like a little brother to me. We spent time off the field hanging out. He's a great, uh, great guy. Interesting guy, smart, gym rat, you know, really worked his butt off to get better. I want the best for Tim in this league because uh, he's one of the great guys in this league and, and he deserves it. Rogers wants the best for Tim Boyle. We welcome in Mike Clemens. We want the best for Mike Clemens. And the best for Mike Clemens would be some kind of working phone line for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, Mike? I know, man. I was thinking, you know, Bart Starr never had to put up with this in the 50s and 60s. What? <laughs> what's, what's happened to the world? Man? Cell <laughs> phones and the Internet, Mike. It'll be the end of us all. Where's the meteor? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just here we're on, you're on these Zoom calls. You know, you're like literally across the street. Everything's Zoom right now because of the pandemic, and that's understandable. And sometimes the stuff is great because, you know, TV can get their pictures and radio can get their sound and all that. But other times, like yesterday, something screwed up, and there was a delay. And so then they had, like, one of the PR guys next to Aaron, and he had a people bringing up on his speakerphone, on his cell phone, and he's trying to relay messages. And then there's a guy back in the office that's the administrator for it. And then, you know, we're across the street in a press It's just, you know, and it's echoes and back and forth. And, you know, it's like, like I thought all this technology would make things easier. Right. Maybe we could email our questions in or something. It's just, we have you to know, fax them. Fax just, them. just give me Roger's damn phone number again, and <laughs> I'll call him directly but he you know the other thing about that is this the last time that we were in the packers locker room whenever aaron would do his wednesday press conferences and there'd be 20 30 people there with cameras and microphones and recorders um you would start you'd, you'd stand there i'd usually stand right to the left of rogers and you know hold out a microphone because i work for you know networks and mm-hmm. whatever <clears throat> i pretty soon i started feeling this breathing on my ear and I'd look up over my shoulder, and there's six foot four Tim Boyle leaning in, the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who um, and at first, you know, you see now in the locker room sometimes a guy will be talking, and other guys will kind of come in and pretend to be reporters, other players, yeah, and they're goofing off. And but I figured out that Tim Boyle was he was listening to what Rogers had to say. He wanted to learn. One of the things about being an NFL quarterback is what are the issues, what are the topics, what are the questions you're going to get. How do you answer them? Maybe you even find out how Aaron feels about certain things. But he would, Tim Boyle would attend every every Rogers press conference held at his locker every week just to hear what you know the quarterback was doing. He was always learning whenever he could. And so you know Boyle is an undrafted guy who I think they still had Deshaun Kaiser uh, at quarterback, and he was undrafted from 
First, he played at Connecticut and I think Eastern Kentucky. So yesterday, the Lions reporters asked him, what was it like going from an undrafted college kid to the quarterback room in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers? It was, uh, it was night and day. I, I came in my whole entire time there. I was uh, strategic with how I kind of picked his brain because uh, I didn't want to be the undrafted rookie who was, you know, in his ear and always asking. You know, I kind of took a backseat my first year and kind of observed and, and watched how he operated. And then I took, you know, the role of being the backup, and that's when you kind of get more involved. Um, but, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's instrumental to my whole entire, you know, progression as a quarterback uh, and, and the coaches there. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for our friendship uh, off the field, which I think is, is far more important than the one we had on the field. And, uh, you know, he's a, he'll be a special person in my life forever, and I'm, I'm very grateful for him taking me under his wing and being as nice as he was. You know, it was a, it was a special three years for me, but, uh, you know, I'm right where I want to be right now. Well, let's hope all the tutelage that Rodgers gave him doesn't come to fruition all of a sudden uh, Sunday at Ford Field and he goes and punks the Packers. We'll see. Though. Right. So, you know, the Lions assigned him with the idea of him perhaps being a backup, maybe a quarterback of the future, maybe competition for Jared Goff. And Goff uh, bruised his left knee three weeks ago. And, uh, the, you know, whether he's coming back this week, it seems to be 50-50. Maybe we'll find out today or they'll make it a game-time decision. So Tim uh, starts, and he's playing against the Seattle Seahawks up in Seattle last Sunday. And the Seahawks just get rolling. They just roll over this defense 51-29. to And Tim throws three interceptions. Mm. In it. One was, you know, a mental error, a couple you know, other circumstances and stuff. But listen to this. Listen to Dan Campbell, uh, the head coach of the Lions, talk about what he sees, despite those three picks, what he sees in Tim Boyle. I thought he read coverage was pretty good. thought he made some really good throws. I mean, it's kind of like what you guys saw. It was just there was up and down. You know, it was inconsistent. Man, he'd make a really good throw, and then maybe on another one we wouldn't quite get his feet set. You love the fact that he plays fast, but he just got to calm some things down. And it's easy to look at it, and man, three interceptions, and I know. But man, there's there's something about this guy. I think he's going to get better. You know, Mike, they say a watched pot doesn't boil. What I say, a watched pot does boil. Tim out. Tim has shown himself to have some pretty good moments at times, especially as the backup for the Packers. Yeah, you know, and it just he just needs snaps. He needs time to to grow and get into the rhythm of the game, and you know, limited time that he had to add. And, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers, obviously, that was the whole thing. Yeah. Tim Boyle's fine for a backup. If I need to miss three or four weeks, this guy will be fine. Why did you draft Jordan Love? So um, one of the things you want to see in this Lions game is uh, Marquez Veldez-Scantling. He's kind of been off the radar. Can they get him going uh, in this game? And Equinemia St. Brown, um, this is a guy that, you know, you continue to want to develop because he's the height, big hands, a great target over the middle. He's dealt with injuries for on and off for three years. He's looked good. Uh, and but what's interesting, though, is that his little brother, the rookie, uh, number 14, the wide receiver, Amonra St. Brown, this guy's become like the hottest receiver mm-hmm. uh, with those Lions uh, in the last couple of weeks. And so EQ, who's shortened to the point, was asked, you know, uh, what do you think about your younger brother in the, you know, great rookie season he's put together? Um, as an older brother, I'm really proud of him. You know, I know how hard he worked his whole life. You know, I was there side by side for most of it. So um, I'm really happy for him, you know, knowing that they're not having a great season right now, that he's having a chance to, you know, make plays and score touchdowns. Yeah, short and to the point. That's some nice bloodline, though, right? There's a good genes coming out of that family, Mike. 
Yeah, and you know, when you hear the, the reporters that have covered the lines, like Dave Burkett, you know, from the Detroit Free Press and the others, I mean, it's the, it's the same story every year. The only time that they've really had any success in the last 15 years is when Jim Caldwell was there, you know, from Beloit, you know, the great veteran coach that been with the Colts when Peyton won his Super Bowl there, and then they fire him, <laughs> you know, because he's like 9-7 and seven or something. So, uh they so you get these questions all the time about the difference between the, the the Lions franchise and the Packers franchise, and EQ has asked if he's talked about that with his brother in Detroit. That doesn't really come up in conversation, really. Um, that I'm on a good team, he's on a bad team. It is what it is. We know that, and um, I'm just looking forward now to making Super Bowl and winning it, and then he's looking forward to going home, I guess. I think the best thing that both of them could do is just pull out their game checks and be like, hey, look what I'm making. This is nice. <laughs> yeah. And they're both like, hey, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. And so other than that, other than that, Ebo, you know, the, the, I'm looking for some of the things to look for in this game, what you're going to see from the Lions. And outside of DeAndre Swift, looks like he's going to be back. And, of course, he'll be against Jamal Williams, the former Packer, hard running, yeah. who had a couple of good runs when the Lions came to Green Bay earlier this year. But, but lost on what was that that Monday night football game? You know the Lions roster is a mess between injuries, guys on our IR like on their offensive line. You know Frank Ragnow, he went the veteran, he went down early, and then this week both their starting tackles, not one, both their starting tackles, end up on the COVID list. You know including Taylor Decker and then Penny Sewell. You know the the big uh, rookie that they had. They might get them back uh, in time for Sunday's game. Uh, one other thing that has been going on with those Packers receivers is Alan Lazard has come on after sort of being in a slump earlier this season. And I thought it was really interesting that when we talked to Devontae, he admits that he's been pushing Lazard hard all season to pick up his game. That's not really my type of style to just be super hard on guys all the time. But experiencing what I've experienced and, you know, some of the things that I've come across in this league, I know what certain guys can take. And Allen's one of those guys that you can kind of get in them a little bit more to get a point across or just to get a little bit more out of them. There's things you do in the offseason, there's drills and all this. They always ask me for drills. And I'm like, go run routes and run full speed routes because you do all these drills. I don't want you to be out there doing stuff that ain't going to translate to the game and help you as a, as, as a football player. We play football we don't go put a bunch of drills on instagram to look cool we play football you just have to be consistent with every single thing you do and ever since we kind of had that talk and we actually talked after the game in the locker room and it was a pretty heartfelt conversation there too where he kind of just thanked me for the the way that i've been and you know the things that i've kind of instilled in him it really made me a little emotional because it caught me off guard one and you could see how genuine it was and that there was a true appreciation for the type of hard coaching and hard love that that we can give you think Devontae started giving him hard love, Mike, because uh, it was Lazard and not Devontae that caught Rogers' record breaker over Favre? He's like, damn no. it, I wanted that one. I'm going to yeah. be hard on you. Yeah, no, I think it's because Devontae wants a ring. <laughs> That's a good point. And, and you know what? It's last dance time. It's yeah. like, this might be my best chance to get a ring. I'll get a check somewhere, but you know, the opportunity to get a ring is pretty much now. Yeah. So I need that guy to pick up his game. Yeah. Now, to me... I think the best hit of the year happened last weekend on Sunday night against the Vikings, where Sean Mannion is driving down the field, nice little short pass on a third down to uh, Tyler Conklin, the new tight end, and Adrian Amos comes and just pops him, just smacks him, 1960s football style. The ball goes flying up in the air, 
And then, you know, their uh, center, Garrett Bradbury, picks it up, and it's like they said on, on the TV version, you know, it's like, looked like an old Franco Harris play from the Steelers. <laughs> and so I said to Adrian, you know, that was such a great hit. And so in that, in that, in that flash of a second, when you say, oh, man, I can pop this guy, I said, do you, do you have to make that judgment like, oh, wait a minute, you know, be careful, I'll either get a flag or it'll be, you know, on ESPN's top ten highlights. Do you have to is – that, is that occur in your mind when you make a shot like that? Yeah, with, with the hits and stuff, yeah, the, the, the rules do, you know, try to make it hard because it's split second. Um, but, you know, you know, throughout my career and, you know, growing up, I've always been taught to keep my head out of it. I know a lot of, um, you know, that, you know, a, a lot of things, you know, growing up is, you know, um, you know, rip their head off, be physical, face mask on a football and things like that. Um, but I've always been taught to keep my head out of it. Um, so when I do, it's more um, it, it's in the back of my mind, but I can't think about it too hard because then I'm a misplaced because I've you know, i done that before. I've missed the play um, because I'm thinking about art. You know, make sure I don't do this. Make sure I don't do that. So um, I, I don't think about that part anymore. I, yeah, I just try my best to keep my head out of it. And then after that, whatever happens, happens. I wonder if they would have put his hit on jacked up, if you remember that, Mike. Till they, oh, yeah. Uh, took, that, took that away because it was like glorifying violence, which unless I check yeah. football is a violent sport. I missed that segment. Let's look it up on YouTube and open it. That's a good one. Enjoy the good old days, yeah. Um, so uh, in terms of the Packers' health, David Bakhtiari practiced on Wednesday. Lafleur said, uh, yeah, it looked pretty good. Didn't practice yesterday. Okay. Was, we're coming <laughs> back from the knee injury. Um, Aaron Jones has been limited this week. With a, he's actually been dealing with a knee injury. The bye week in the in the postseason will help him out tremendously. They got some guys back uh, from the COVID list. There was no new COVID guys yesterday, and so then on defense, um, you know, Jair Alexander, you know, coming close. I don't think they would play. Maybe they'd like to get him in this game to to get some snaps, but I don't think he's quite there yet. But I talked to Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, and said, you know, the good news is this. You got most of your guys back, of course, except Zadarius. And I said, the, through this season, you know, third-string guys like uh, Jonathan Garvin at outside linebacker or the rookie on the defensive line, T.J. Slayton, or even a veteran like Warren Brooks, they've got a lot of extra snaps this season, and that's got to help you feel better about heading into the wars of the postseason. You know, Tipa, as an, as an outside linebacker, stepped in and done a great job. I mean, it's... It's, you know, you listed a few guys. I mean, it, it's countless with the amount of guys that have had to come in and and whether it be, you know, long-term roles or just, you know, uh, you know, in the moment, week-to-week roles. But, you know, that that that's the thing, guys. I mean, when you, when you really look at it, you know, it, it's a little crazy this year because of the whole COVID thing when you got guys in and out. But an NFL football season is a marathon. It, it's not a sprint. I mean, it it's – it is, it is a grind. It's long. And, you know, through the course of the season, you know, there's going to be guys that are, that get banged up, you know, short term, there's guys that, you know, get banged up and, you know, you lose a Jair Alexander for a, almost a whole season. You lose a Zedarius for a whole season. Um, and that's the thing where you got to rely on, you know, your, your, your depth. I think we have an amazing group of assistant coaches that, you know, coach the heck out of those guys and prepare them, you know, when, when they get their opportunity, they being the player, when they get an opportunity to go in, they're ready to roll. So um, it's a testament, you know, 
obviously to the players doing a great job, but the coaches as well, getting them ready and prepared because we have, we've, we've had a lot of lineup changes and uh, guys have just gone in and, and played their tails off. So it's, it's been, it's been exciting. It's crazy to say, and it's beating a dead horse, but the Packers getting healthier once the playoffs come around with all these names or some names coming back. It's a, it's a thing of beauty actually. Well, and there's an opportunity there. You're three weeks away from that first, you know, win or go home game in the playoffs. And as for this game Sunday, uh, when I walked into Ford Field, when you, when you know, I would go there six or seven years ago, um, half the place was Packer fans. But the last few years, it's not been that way. Ford Field has got it going in terms of their presentation and what they got going on the Jumbotron and all that. And so when I go in there Sunday, I expect to see what I've seen the last couple of years is mostly Lions fans and mostly loud Lions fans, and they stay till the late third quarter or fourth quarter or so, and it's a tough place, and the Packers have, have had these tough starts uh, the last times that they've, they've been there. And so, uh, to me, you know, so-called meaningless game, why would you put Aaron Rodgers out there or Devontae and have, risk the chance of them getting injured? Uh, to me, I thought what makes this game meaningful for Green Bay is some of those younger guys or some of these undrafted guys, you know, Gutekinst and his staff want to get a look at these guys at live action to start thinking about next year's roster. So I asked LaFleur, you know, have you talked to Brian Gutekinst to sort of make a short list of players that you'd like to see get some snaps against the Lions Sunday? Uh, we we haven't because we're, uh, despite what uh, I would say the, the public opinion is, it's it's not a meaningless game. I told you guys exactly what we told our players. We want to keep the momentum going, and so you have to approach it like you do every other game. Because if you don't go out there and play your best, you're going to get your butt whooped. We saw it a couple of weeks ago. Detroit destroyed Arizona, and they took uh, they beat Minnesota right at the end of the game. And you just look at how they played at home. Outside of I know there was the Cincinnati and Philly games, but if you look at how they battled and came back in week one versus San Francisco 49ers and shoot, they had Baltimore on the rope. So this is a team that plays well at home. I know they're going to be highly motivated to give us everything they have. And so our guys are going to prepare as such um, like they would every other week. Mike, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, And then just to hear you uh, recap it before we get to the playoffs and the Packers go for the Vince Lombardi trophy. Yeah, be on Bill's post-game show from Ford Field after the game Sunday from Detroit. Love it. Mike, have a great weekend, and thanks, as always, for the excellent coverage, my friend. Thanks, Ebo. See you, buddy. Follow him on Twitter, Mike Clemens NFL.